Hey friends, welcome back to Studying the Song. Today we are going to look at a show called Fiorello. This is a show from 1959. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning musical, not done very often, but has some really great songs in it. So I thought I'd do like a repertoire suggestion episode, see if you guys are into this. I'm going to talk about some of the great songs in it and what I think they would be good for, like what other shows you could use them for. Um, And then also if you're a teacher and you're looking for ensemble pieces, for your studio class or something like that. I have some ideas from the show for that also. All right, stay tuned. Welcome to Studying the Song, a podcast to help musical theater actors figure out what to sing and how to sing it so that you shine in your audition, one-woman show, or leading role. My friends, talent and passion are only the beginning. I believe there is freedom in preparation. I believe that when you put in the work, practice the skills, and do the research, something amazing happens. You become so prepared in your craft that you become unstoppable. In this podcast, I want to give you the tools and skills to create a powerful audition book that showcases your artistry and actually gets you work. I want you to feel totally at home reading the musical score of a show, and I want to help you define your unique artistic voice. Consider me your own personal vocal coach in your earbuds, cheering you on and bringing you the reality checks you need along the way. I'm Corey Yamaoka, and I'm so excited to be walking this journey with you. Let's dive in. All right. So Fiorello, as I said, from 1959, Fiorello was written by Jerry Bach and Sheldon Harnick. Okay. So to give you some context right off the bat, they also wrote Fiddler on the Roof, she loves me and the apple tree apple tree has that song gorgeous in it that a lot of girls sing um i don't know much about the rest of the show but so so you know that this is a powerhouse writing duo um and you know fiddler and she loves me and those are amazing scores so this is also an amazing score but we just don't know it as well because people don't produce this as often there are a couple songs from this that get done a lot by um young women sopranos And I think some of them are in those musical theater singer anthologies, but I'm going to talk about those and then some other songs that you may not know of at all. So let's get into it. I like to describe this show as being like Guys and Dolls, which is also one of my favorite shows uh, by Frank Lesser, kind of similar style with their writing and their lyrics and stuff. Um, But Guys and Dolls is about like a bunch of gamblers and crooks, right? Well, Fiorello is about a bunch of politician gamblers and crooks. So we use Guys and Dolls as like the underbelly of the city. And Fiorello is about the politicians that are crooked. And Fiorello is the guy that's running for office that's going to change it all around and clean up the, um, the police force and the politicians and all of that kind of stuff. It's set in 1915 to 1930 in New York City. And you guys, this is actually based on a true story. So Fiorello LaGuardia is his full name, was a man who lived in that time period who became the mayor of New York City. And this show is about his rise from sort of the um, being a lawyer and on the side of all of the, you know, the people that are... 
under the thumb of the man or whatever. He's trying to help those people with their cases. And he ends up, by the end of it, like rising through the ranks and becoming the mayor. How does he do that? Well, there's a group of Republican politicians, and they are trying to decide who to back for Congress. And their district never goes Republican, so whoever they back is going to lose. And so they're just trying to like find some disposable person. And they end up picking Fiorello because um, he's not needed, he's disposable, and he's also sort of like an upstart and a little bit extreme. And they're like, ah, he's never going to win. Nobody's going to vote for him, so it's fine. No skin off our nose, right? It doesn't hurt their own careers if he loses. But what happens? He wins. He actually campaigns with all of the different um, immigrant groups in New York, um, Jewish groups, uh, Italians, I think Germans, and there's some songs where he he's campaigning in these different languages, and you get a little bit of flavor from those um, musical heritages, which is kind of fun. And he wins and um, ends up being the congressman. Then he goes into the army and fights in World War One. Then he comes back to New York, and that's when he does his mayoral race, and he wins. Okay. Along the way, he has helped by some people, his secretary, Marie, who is like, has a burning flame for him that is unrequited for many, many years. Then also his political campaign leader, Ben. And then he also um, marries um, a gal named Thea. And Thea is, um, she's a a striker. She's a, a striker. She is a worker who leads these strikes amongst the women's workers unions. That was really poorly said, but you get what I'm saying. So she is rebellious also, which is kind of fun, rebellious and wants to reform things. And she's on the side of the workers. And she's also a lovely soprano, many soaring, beautiful songs. Okay. The overall show, as you can tell, it's political, but it's very um, relevant political commentary, even though it's from 1959. Like it's very surprising the things that they're saying, like how relevant it still is. Um, And I'll talk about that in some of the songs as we go. The score itself, excuse me, sorry. Um, The score itself has a very classic Broadway sound, lots of horns, um, kind of like Gypsy, kind of like Hello Dolly, um, Guys and Dolls, all that kind of flavor, very, very lots of energy and pizzazz. Um, But it's also... Some of the songs sound like, instead of being like they're in the 60s, sound like they're from the 1915-1920s era because that's the time period that the story's set in. Um, so you, some of the songs you're going to find you can actually use for those kinds of shows, which is fun. But you can also use them for shows that sound similar. Like I said, Guys and Dolls, The Music Man, How to Succeed, Hello Dolly. These are just some other shows from the 50s and 60s that are similar in that era. All right, let's talk about the roles and the songs. Interestingly enough, Fiorello, first one we need to talk about, he is a baritone, the leading man. He doesn't have a lot of singy, very singy songs. He does a lot of talk singing. Um, You could look at some of his pieces for, like, if you were auditioning for Harold Hill from The Music Man, um, because of that talk singing, campaigning, drumming people up, trying to get people on his side, 
has a very similar vibe to that. And one of those songs is called The Name's LaGuardia. And that's where he is actually talking to those different ethnic groups, as I mentioned. Um, But there is an English section first. I feel like you could pull out like a 16 or 32 bar up tempo from that. Um, where he, where it would be a really good Harold Hill edition piece, actually. It's kind of funny. Um, other than that, he doesn't do a ton. Like he, he may have more of the, um, the book scenes, but musically he doesn't have, you don't understand his character because he sings about how he feels that is reserved for other people. Kind of interesting, uh, convention of this show. Um, There's also going to be some secondary male roles, mostly baritones, his office manager, Morris, and his campaign leader, Ben. So if you are, if you have baritone guys in your studio, whether it's a private studio or you're teaching um, college and you're wanting to find some baritone pieces uh, in a sea of, you know, tenor pieces where everybody who's writing for tenor right now in contemporary musical theater. There's a lot of cool pieces for them. Um, Opening number of the show is called On the Side of the Angels. And this actually features um, Neil, who is... Uh, who works in, in in LaGuardia's law office, and Morris, who is the office manager. And both of these guys are baritones, and they each have a bit of the piece, uh, the, the bit of this number. And Neil is optimistic and excited about working for LaGuardia, and Morris is cynical and is like complaining of the fact that it's all these people that have problems and his whole world is surrounded by these people and it's never ending. So those could be fun pieces for baritone guys that you have. Um, You might be able to use a little bit of that from Guys and Dolls if you are going for ensemble Guys and Dolls guy. Okay. The other sort of secondary um, male character, his name is Ben and he's the campaign manager. And this is actually a bigger vocal role than Fiorello LaGuardia, okay? Ben leads the politicians, and he's got, um, they have two songs, this male ensemble. The first one is called Politics and Poker, and it's this cute, fun waltz that makes a comparison between politics and poker and your gambling, and you do this and I do that, and it's all just sort of a game, and we'll see who wins in the end. And Ben leads that that group of guys and has a lot of featured moments in that. And then those guys come back later with a couple other songs. And um, one of those is called The Bum One. And that's when Fiorello wins the election and they can't believe it. And I want to take a second, talk about The Bum One. If you are teaching a group of guys, I'm especially thinking of college classes for this, Um, But it could be high school guys, too, if you're doing like a summer camp or something. This song, one of my favorite songs in the whole show, and let me tell you why. It functions very much like We Don't Talk About Bruno in the fact that each vocalist comes in with their unique uh, melody line and unique rhythmic line, and they sing their parts. And then at one point in the song, they all start singing together and it overlaps and all the counterpoint between the lines works beautifully together. And it's, I would love to have like to do a class and do this song with the guys, or, I mean, I guess you could do it with gals too. You'd have to work out the ranges. Um, and then also do Bruno and put it side by side and talk about how this idea of counterpoint is happening in pieces for 
you know, hundreds of years, the idea of counterpoint has been happening in music, not just in Lin-Manuel Miranda's pieces. So it's a cool way to introduce um, an older song, but still with something contemporary attached to it with We Don't Talk About Bruno. And it's cute and it's funny. And the commentary where they can't believe that this guy won the election is um, it's very witty and very apropos. Okay. Um, they have one more song, this male ensemble. Oh, there's a lot of music for them. And it's called Little Tin Box. Another great ensemble number for dudes. And here, those same those same politicians are making fun of the crooked or the more crooked politicians. And those politicians have all of this money and they do this little make-believe scene where those crooked politicians are telling the judge like, oh, I just went without my lunches for the week and I saved up my money in this tin box and and now I'm rich and have millions of dollars. Whereas really they're committing, you know, um, you know, money laundering and all of the fraud and all that kind of stuff. And that's why they have their millions. So that's a fun little cutesy, but with really low baritone and male like macho-ness kind of singing all put together. Again, I imagine it kind of guys and dolls-ish, but not appropriate for an audition. That would be more for like a studio class, like I said. Okay, now let's get into our solo pieces. Y'all, there are four female roles that sing in this show. It's unbelievable. And they all have a very different, um, you know, storyline to them. So for this show, if you're thinking repertoire, (coughs) sorry, I keep having to cough a lot. Um, if you're thinking repertoire, I would think male ensemble pieces for a class situation. And then I would take, I would take away female solo pieces. Okay. So the first character is his, um, his secretary who has that like yearning love for him, right? He's, she's in love with him. He doesn't know it for like 15 years. And you're like, come on, dude, figure it out. Marie is her name. Marie is a mezzo soprano. And she sings one of the songs you might know from her is the very next man. Hang on. No, let me back it up. Her first song is called Marie's Law. It's a duet with Morris, the office manager that I was telling you about. So you couldn't use the whole thing as a solo, but you could definitely get a 16 to 32 bar out of this song. Marie's Law is all about how she's fed up with men and how they behave in relationships and what she thinks the laws should be about dating and marriage and honeymoon and all that kind of stuff. So it is for fiery mezzo-soprano really like, I don't need a man, that kind of vibe, but in a, in a legit golden age kind of musical, which is fun. It makes me think of I Hate Men from Kiss Me Kate. So it could be a good audition if you want to be, who is that? Lily slash Kate in Kiss Me Kate, because she plays two characters, right? So that's Marie's Law. Nobody does this piece. I've never seen anybody bring this into a lesson or an audition. It's super cool. (coughs) Then the very next man. This might be a little bit more popular. You might know this one. By the end of the show. Okay, spoiler alert. LaGuardia marries, I already told you, that gal named Thea. But Thea dies. Okay. So by the end of the show, Marie ends up being with LaGuardia. Okay. 
that moment, she's been working with him for 15 years, right? She's so fed up. LaGuardia is not noticing her, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm going to quit. Finally, I'm done. I can't wait anymore. I'm going to quit. And I'm going to marry the very next man who proposes. And it's sort of like, um, you know, the gentleman is a dope from Allegro. It's like tense. It's mid-tempo. Again, angry with a love mad that they can't figure it out, that kind of thing. But um, for her, she her way of talking about it is like, that's it. I'm done waiting for love. I'm just going to marry whoever proposes to me next. That's it. Yep. Whoever it is. Mar- very next man who walks in the door. And that happens to be Fiorello. He finally comes around and is like, Marie, would you marry me? And she says, yes. Okay. So that's the spoiler. I already ruined the whole thing for you. Go listen to this song. It is full of angst and yearning and strength and a really great number um, for a gal to sing. Okay, now let's move on to Thea. So she's our second woman. We've got four women we're going to look at. Thea, soprano, like soaring soprano, has to be almost like operetta-ish in the way that she sings, which is funny because she's also the factory worker that goes on strike and ends up teaming up politically with Fiorello and then then she marries him. But she's like like that rebellious type, like I said, but she's also this glorious soprano singer. So she has two songs also. One of the songs is called Till Tomorrow. This is definitely old-timey 1910s operetta and it's this beautiful soaring waltz and she sings it as Fiorello heads off to fight in World War II. So it's it's tinged with all the pain of like letting someone go and not knowing if they'll return and basically saying, you know, I will love you and I will see you. I'll wait for you until tomorrow. So if you need something that's sort of operetta-ish, shows off your high floaty soprano chops, um, but also has a little bit of something like with the emotions in there, right? Has some something you can add there. Um Till Tomorrow is the song for you. It's definitely like a concise, I think it's probably like a 16 or 32 bar form. And then there's an instrumental and then the ensemble comes in and sings that same 32 bars with her. So you only have like a bit of a song that you could sing for it. So I wouldn't choose it for like a concert or a cabaret or something like that. Her second song is probably the most popular song from this show called When Did I Fall in Love? This is, I think, in the Musical Theater Singers Anthology. I think it is. It's beautiful. It's popular for a reason because it's a really great, well-written song. And again, soaring melody needs to be soprano. It feels bittersweet and painful, again, like her other song. And why? This is something I think that a lot of people don't um, get about this song is that it, it's not just like, oh, when did I fall in love, right? Like, I, I just snuck up on me and now I just love you so much. No, what's sad about this is that she sings this right after she comes home from, um, from the doctor, I think. And she is seriously ill. Remember, I said she dies. So she knows that she's not going to get to be with Fiorello for very much longer, And it's so painful because she realizes now how much she loved him and that she didn't love him all that much when they were first married. I think it was more of like 
a partnership, a political partnership that really made sense for them. And then she fell in love with him over those 15 years. So, or maybe 10 years they were married. I can't remember exactly. Uh, But when did I fall in love? Sing this song. It's definitely a full length. You could do, you know, it's like a three and a half or four minute song. You could use it in the full context or you could pull an audition cut out of it. Really, really beautiful. Okay. Our third female character that gets a song, her name is Dora and she is a mezzo soprano and this is our comedic character. Okay. And she is a fellow factory worker of Thea and she's also really good friends with Marie. They're like best buds. And she, her song that you may have heard of is called I Love a Cop. And what's so funny is that she's this union, a factory worker that's going on strike. And the cop's job is to like put down the strikes and those people, right? And she ends up marrying one. And in this song, she realizes like, oh, all my relationships are going to be so weird now. Like introducing my, my cop boyfriend, this guy that I love to my friends that are like fighting the cops, right? So it's comedic. It's mid-tempo. Don't take this song too fast. I watched a lot of contemporary gals singing this in showcases and whatnot, and everybody wants to rush and make it sound like a contemporary musical theater piece. That's not what it is. It's supposed to remain like tentative and awkward and kind of going back and forth and how am I going to get through this? Okay. Um, and it's funny. I think you could use this for Ado Annie in Oklahoma. Um, I think it'd be a great kind of like, oh, I don't know how this happened. I just fell in love with this person. And you know, this is just my life, right? Ado Annie can never say no to guys. She just loves having fun with the dudes. And I think it's a similar, uh, vibe, similar energy between those two songs. All right, and then our last female role that gets a song, you don't hear much about this person. Her name is Mitzi. Shout out to my best friend, Mitzi, who lives in Illinois. Miss you, girl. Um, Her name is Mitzi, and she is a showgirl, like a dancer, singer. And this is an alto belter kind of role. Must be a dancer if you're going to be this role. Um, and she sings a song about uh, Fiorello LaGuardia's competition, this guy named Jimmy Walker, James Walker, who is really a crooked co- competitor, a crooked politician who is his competitor. So she's doing like their campaign performance where she's singing all about how great he is. The song is called Gentleman Jimmy, up-tempo 1920s kind of jazz number. So this is in the same vein as um, All That Jazz from Chicago, Don't Tell Mama, Cabaret, Red Hot Mama from Pal Joey. So if you have one of those songs or you're like, I've heard those a million times, I don't want to do them, try Gentleman Jimmy. It also has the feeling of like a Gershwin song, like Fascinating Rhythm, Putting on the Ritz. Did he write Putting on the Ritz or was that Irving Berlin? I should really know that. Um, so it could be good for like those 1920s tap shows. That's what I mean. This show, it's like very 1959 with its score. And then there's like this song planted in the middle of it that feels like it's from a different era. So if you're looking for something 1920s flavored, Gentleman Jimmy might be the song for you. Okay. Bad accent. I don't do accents. I shouldn't even play around with that. So that's it. (laughs) 
like I said, reminder, there are four female roles that have songs. Okay. The main ones are Marie. She's got two songs. Thea, she's got two songs. And then you've got Dora and Mitzi. They have one song each. And then you have a large male ensemble with these witty group, um, sort of quintet counterpoint kind of songs. Overall, I found the show just charming listening to it. And I just listened to the cast recording on, on YouTube and I read as many summaries as I could. I have not read the libretto to this, which I'm kind of bummed about. I don't have access to that right now, but I will find it. Um, if you're thinking of a show to do at your college or at your high school, consider Fiorello. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning show. Like you don't get to say that about that many musicals. Rent, Next to Normal, I don't know what the other ones are, but that's like a huge honor to be given the Pulitzer Prize for drama that year. Okay, y'all, that's all I have for today. Let me know if you like this kind of episode where I take a show and I and I tell you like the songs that I would pull out as the standout songs and what they're useful for. Um, it's kind of a bummer that we can't listen to the music, but for copyright reasons, I can't actually play samples of the music on the podcast. So that's that. If you want to let me know, write me a note at hello at koryamaoka.com. That's how you can email me or you can find me on Instagram. My handle is just at koryamaoka. Send me a message. Be like, yo, I love this Fiorello episode or um, I love episodes that are more like blah, blah, blah. Don't maybe like send me a note that says the Fiorello episode sucked, but um, you know, find a nicer way to tell me that you want something else. And I would love to share that with you on this podcast. I love teaching. I love sharing. I love researching and I love being a resource for you. So if you let me know what you want to hear, I will work on incorporating that into our show. Um, what else do you need to know? If you want to be part of my email community, you can just sign up at koryamaoka.com. I send a weekly email that has info like this, song suggestions, links to songs, um, other tips about auditioning for theater and interpreting music and musicianship and all that kind of stuff. Would love to um, have you be part of the community. All right. Until next time, I hope you are well and blessed and have a great week. I'll see you soon.